If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. It's a Wednesday. Yes, it is. And that means it's time to figure out who is the top 10 in the entire NFL, according to Tom and Jacob. It's week four power rankings. Oh, so powerful. Uh, These rankings. These rankings. (laughs) All right. You did a Schwarzenegger impression last episode. I I can do one this one. No. The first... (laughs) First comes first, though. We got to establish the teams that just didn't quite make the cut. My or favorite. The JDQ MTC. Now, you always shortchange the audience by only giving them three. Yep. I give them five because I'm a man of the people. So, how do you want to do it this week? Do you want to go with my three and see how many of your five made it? Oh, sure. That's fun. Go ahead. Okay. So, for my JDQ MTC, once again, per tradition, I have three teams I have the San Francisco 49ers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the LA Jajas. Two of those teams okay. made mine. Did the third make it into your top ten or not at all? Uh, actually, all four of those teams made mine. All three. I forgot about the 49ers three. until you just said There's them. Three. And There's three. I'm putting, actually, four. you know what? Forget the 49ers. They're not even in my JDQ. Okay, MTC. fine. You don't step out of the back of the end zone and lose to the Broncos and get into at least my top 15. Browns. Mm. Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Jajas. Mm-hmm. The Giants. Wow. Hey, you're two and one. You got to get a little bit of love. And? The Bengals. Okay. The Bengals are my one and two team that's stuck into the JDQ MTC. They're better than the 49ers. So you're wrong to put the 49ers in yours. Well, can I go first? <laughs> uh, you want to go 10? You want to go number, number 10, 10 first? Because one of my 10 made your JDQ MTC. All right. And that would the be New York Giants. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> The only one and two team to make my top ten. Uh, I don't think it's that outlandish. They're a good team. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They get their first win. They do so in the right way by stymieing the Jets' offense and putting up points with their own offense. I got them at my number ten. I expect them to climb higher, but for right now, I can't put them any higher than number ten. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to argue with you too much about that. They are one and two, and I think that's why I left them off for now with an an eye to putting them on sooner rather than later because I think they're going to start to roll a little bit I think this means that I probably forgot a two and one team. Well, I'm just telling you right now that they're going to, and I told you last episode, so this is twice now I've said it, they're going to beat the Dolphins on Thursday. You did, so they're going to be two and two. And that might launch them into my top ten next week. But, alas, they sit in the JDQ MTC right now. Waiting to stack more wins. For you. And impress me more. For you. They're still in my top yes, 10. Yes, I'm a lot harder to impress. Okay. You're very easy. <laughs> my number 10 team, the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Did I got them make... quite a ways away. 
from here. Wow, you're higher on the Vikings than I am. Didn't quite make a super strong impression on me because they had to frantically come back to get that win against the Lions. But they Granted, did. a good Lions team, but they, but they did, did get the win. That's why they're still... They weren't in my top 10 last week, actually, but that's why they creep back into my top 10 this week. I believe they were already in my top 10 last week. Yeah, I know. You're a bigger Vikings fan than I am. You've you've liked this team we, for years. We've swapped now. identities here, but you're still down on the Dolphins. Is Kirk Cousins the most dangerous man alive when between Justin the Jefferson hours of 3.30 and 4.30 p.m. on a Sunday? Because he always leads those crazy fourth quarter comebacks. Like, Kirk Cousins' mo is as long as it's not a primetime game, I can play. Like, <laughs> okay. I can play like crap for three quarters, especially a Monday night game, and then I'm God's gift to quarterback mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter, and I can't do anything wrong. You like that? You you probably do like that as a and as a Minnesota Vikings fan, really quick. As a huge Vikings fan, that's right. Really quick, we were kind of talking about this team in the last episode in our mm-hmm, uh-huh segment. Kirk Cousins is still in Washington. How much better is that? Oh, they're team? a better team. Yeah, he's a good. He's a so? good quarterback. Yeah, he just I makes agree. a lot of bad plays sometimes. Number nine. Uh, my number nine team. I have. Get, trying to read my handwriting. Oh, I have the L.A. Rams. It's it's crazy that you have to read your handwriting for this. I commit mine to memory, so okay. like I just do this off the top of my head. Billy, here's your number fourteen. I'm not telling you that right now. <laughs> uh, the Rams. I got at my number nine team. I wouldn't call it the get right game because they kind of did that the week prior and week two, but they're stacking wins now. They just like kind of slept walked their way to beating. They did a Cooper Cup end around mm-hmm. splash offense, twenty to fourteen win. Was it twenty to fourteen? Yeah, it was. No, it was like twenty to twelve. So like they just one of those games where you didn't pound a team into the ground, but no, you, you never threatened to lose the game. But they kind of did the same thing the week before with the with the Falcons. Well, they pounded them into the ground. But first. then, but then they kind of let them come back. Yeah, just took their foot off the gas. But that that Cardinals game was, you know, a lot closer on the scoreboard than it was on the actual field. Yeah, it was only like I said, twenty to twelve. Uh, they have another division opponent next week, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. You really want a Big chance. Game. Yeah, you really gotta win. You really gotta win that game if you want to establish yourself as really the only team that could take hold of that division. You really could too if you knock the Niners back to three losses and get out to a three and one. Start. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. Massive swing game there in the NFC. West. Your number nine team, the Dallas Cowboys. Gross. What do you mean gross? Gross. How? Fake team. No, they're not. Fugazi. No, they're not. Oh, yeah, because Cooper Rush is so no. good. I, did I say anything about Cooper Rush? Okay, well, okay, I, I think I know where you're going with this. They're running the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Their defense is unbelievable. Defense is good. Michael Parsons didn't get anywhere near Saquon Barkley on that touchdown run, which was questionable. Their quarterback isn't Cooper Rush. It's Dak Prescott, and he's going to be back in like a week or two. No, like three weeks, I think. They said he might be able really? to come back next week. Next week? Next week, buddy. And my owner, Jerry Jones, says there's a quarterback controversy anyway. So we might have a good quarterback <laughs> as it speaks. Cooper Rush did exactly what he needed to do. Get us as many wins as you can while Dak Prescott's down. The bones of this team are still really good. They were firmly in your top ten to begin the season. They fell out because they lost in week one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they lost, it. So sorry and they lost to, Dak. So sorry to lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. and Tom Brady. But they won two games since. One against the Bengals, who I think is a pretty damn good team. One against the Giants, who are Fugazi. But they still had to go on the road and beat the Giants, and they did it with defense and running the football. By the way, C.D. Lamb, 
one of the best catches catch. I've seen, but also but one also, of the worst drops I've ever one seen. One of the worst drops over the middle of the field. So that's another touchdown that Cooper Rush could have put up on the board. Sure. He's doing just fine as the backup. He's not the starter for the entire season. Dak's going to come back eventually. Cowboys are still a top 10 team to me. Okay, that's fair. It's a week by week thing right now. I don't have a lot of respect for them right now. If they, as I say all the time, fifty-two weeks out of the year, we could do a power rankings episode. And all you'll I need never to say, put the Cowboys in it because you hate no, them. No, that's not. Right. I'm saying as long as Dak Prescott is there, I will respect them. But he's not there right now. Number eight. My number eight team. I have. Oh, I'm so happy to talk about this team. I got the same team. Really? Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville the Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars at number eight. <laughs> How do, you Duval. Not, how do you not love this team? It's just it's such an easily – it's not the Jacksonville Jaguars from a couple of years ago with Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, that defense, Calais Campbell. This is a lot more easily rootable of a team, I would say. It's just there's always a couple teams that when they get kind of good – they have like this aw shucks twinkle in their eye that everybody falls in love Who was the quarterback on the that Jags. team years ago? For the Jags? Yeah, Blake Bortles. Yeah. Like, you don't like Blake Bortles. No, but, like, when teams like the Jags, team like the Lions, team like the Browns, although the Browns have ruined their reputation as those lovable losers now, and Steelers fans always hated them. But outside of Pittsburgh, you know, now, those, every, now those, everybody hates Everybody them. hates them. But before yeah. what happened, when a team like that gets good or gets competitive, it's almost like the entire nation around the, like, rallies around them in a way. Like, of course, they don't want them to beat their mm-hmm. team, but it's like, Oh, I hope the Jags are in it. You know, like I hope the Jacksonville Jaguars are good. So And they've done that two weeks now in a row. And Trevor Lawrence looks like the number one overall pick. He was super efficient. I think he was the AFC player of the week last week. Offensive player of the week. Yeah. yeah. So he was a great uh performance on the road in LA against the Chargers versus Justin Herbert. They're rolling him out to his right a lot more and stuff he did in Clemson a lot more. And mm-hmm. imagine that. He's actually really good when you move the pocket <laughs> and he throws on the run, which was one of his best attributes at Clemson. So I think they got a great coach in there now. They got a great quarterback, I think, or at least the potential of a great quarterback that's starting to be realized. I'm high on the Jags, and they're number eight on both our lists. They are, and I have no problem with putting them in my top ten. I don't know. Could you do me a favor look ahead at who they play next week? The Jags. You want to see who we got? I think it's an easy opponent. No, it's not. It's really hard. Who is it? At Philadelphia. Oh, there's your test. You you got it. You You thwarted. The Chargers. Can you can you stay competitive with the Eagles? And then after that, you get Texans, Colts, Giants, Broncos, Raiders. So shouldn't you, be you uh, even if you lose that game. Yeah, you go test you yourself against the Eagles. You at least keep it close on the road, and then you stack up wins in that stretch uh, behind the Eagles and try to push yourself out into that lead in the AFC South even more. So Jags at number eight. We'll see how they do against a team much higher on both our lists this week in Philadelphia. Your number seven team. My number seven team, uh, I believe, was your number nine team or no, the number you ten hate the team. Cowboys. So. Your number ten team. I got the Minnesota Vikings as my number seven team. They're two and one. They beat a division opponent. They've beaten now two division opponents. Sorry, with Green Bay and Minnesota. Questionable loss in week two against Philadelphia, but. As you pointed out, it was a primetime game. Obviously not Kirk Cousins' bread and butter there. But right now, they, they stand tied with the tiebreaker for the division lead. It's them and—it's actually a three-way tie. It's them, Green Bay, and Chicago. 
all uh, with uh, a two and one record, but they hold the tiebreaker because they have the head to head for Green Bay and they own a two and zero division record. So I like the Minnesota Vikings, as you said, Kirk Cousins. Just if he can just stay Kirk Cousins, not make those crazy mistakes, then they should be fine, right? Yeah, I think they're still fine. I think they're still a playoff team. They're in first place in the division because they have the tiebreaker over the Packers, mm-hmm. already winning head-to-head against Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is coming to rectify that later this year. Probably. The Vikings have to go Probably. to Lambeau, though. And that team looks good. We'll get to the Packers a little bit later. But, yeah, I think the Vikings, they're going to do the things that they did on Sunday where they come back frantically at the end and they have to squeeze out a win that you thought they should have won in the first place. I mean, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, so... They're okay. They got saved last week by Kirk Cousins. Hopefully, moving forward, they don't have to do that too often. My number seven team is who mm-hmm. you had at number nine, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Again, just kind of like a meh game from the Rams. You know, you lose to the Bills in week one, and then you go out there and you stack a couple wins up against the the lowly teams in the NFL, like the Falcons, and then you mm-hmm. beat up on your division rival, the Cardinals, who you've just owned for the past couple of mm-hmm. years. I don't think we're going to – I'm curious to see what the Rams look like the next time they face, you know, legit, legit, legit opponent. Maybe that happens this week at San Francisco. You know, it's a rivalry game, so, again, not really super impressed with Jimmy G stepping out of the back of the end zone. It's on Monday Night Football. The Rams, to me, you know, they just strike me as a team that is going to beat every team that they should beat. And it's just that coin flip when you get into a big game against real competition like the Bills was. And the first time we saw it, they got really blown out. I don't think you really see them face an offense that, you know, that prolific until maybe November when they face Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay can get things rolling by then, Mm -hmm. definitely at the end of November by the time they have to go to Kansas City to face off against the Chiefs. So uh, the Rams are a team that's just going to win 10 or 11 games no matter what this year. But the quality of those 10 or 11 wins, I think that's up for question. Absolutely. And that's why I had them a little bit lower on my list. Kind of weird just because they're the defending Super Bowl champions. And just a year ago, that granted it was when Russell Wilson was playing in that division. Everyone was saying how great of a division it is top to bottom. But here we are saying the Rams are probably going to win that division, but it's not going to be a pretty win. The Niners, we don't really know where they're gonna go. The Cardinals, we don't really know we don't really know where they're gonna go. And the Seahawks are just gonna be a dumpster fire all year long. Kind of a, a really quick turnaround for that division. Number six. Uh my number six team. Uh I have maybe a little bit of a surprise for you, maybe a little bit low. I got the Kansas City Chiefs at number six. Wait. Uh oh. My number six team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, uh, that's our second match of the day. That's right. So not that surprising to me. No, I, I, I exactly spot on in what yes, I was Yes, exactly. Too. Would you like to go first talking about the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, the reason why they're not even lower from losing to the lowly Colts in Indianapolis is just because I guess you, can, the Chiefs. you can afford to have one or two of those games a year. And it's not like it was last year where they started off like 0-1, then 1-1, then 1-2, then 2-3. They started off 2-0, and and they were crushing their opponents right through, through those first two weeks. Here they are, just an unfortunate loss for them. Really, I mean, they should not have lost that game. Matt Ryan should not be throwing game-winning touchdown passes with, what, eight seconds left on the clock? They should never have been in that position. Uh, But whatever, it's a loss. Uh, Again, they're not—they don't seem to be off on that same start that they were last year. 
where Mahomes was throwing interceptions all all around in the month of September when he had never done that before. They were losing games every other week. Uh, really quickly, want to go ahead to their schedule, see who they play next week, see if they can get right. The Kansas City Chefs, Chefs. play the Tampa Tom Buccaneers oh, on Sunday Night Football. Well, okay. In Tampa Bay. There you go. So that's a make-or-break game for both of these teams. Well, not really. Not really, because I think they're both 2-1, and one, right? They're both 2-1. Tampa Bay's defense, I'm interested to see how they play in that game, because, again, Tom Brady and that offense ain't exactly doing the best when it comes to moving the football and putting points up on the board. Can no, it Tampa Bay's not. defense kind of do what the Colts' defense did against the Chiefs and force them into a lot of turnovers and keep it a low-scoring game? I will say this, though. They're going to get Mike Evans back after that suspension, and I think people are saying that Chris Godwin could return from his injury. So if he does and he actually stays healthy because, remember, in week one he went out there but didn't even finish the game, if he can stay healthy, then that often should do a lot better than it has these last two weeks without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. For sure. Your number five team. My number five team, I has, I has, I I have the Green Bay Packers in my number five team. Oh, I was kind of hoping I was going to get a reaction out of you. Just a bit too early. Just a bit too too early. early Okay, well, they're two and one. They're winning games as they should. You know, it's the same thing every year with with this Packers team. They lose in week one. Everyone thinks the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the Packers are going to be terrible this year, and yet they go back-to-back wins. This time they go up, and they go into Tampa Bay, and they beat Brady. It took all the way until the end of the game, essentially, with that missed two-point conversion by the Bucks, the Packers to walk away with the win, but they did it. It was a good team that they beat. All is well, you would assume, in Green Bay. It's just kind of a weird thing that they did. They ran for over 200 yards against, uh, um, who was it on Monday night? Against Chicago on Monday night in Week Two, and I don't think they, I don't think a single rusher ran over for 50 yards for them against Tampa. Well, Tampa's a great defense. Well, Tampa's got a gr- really great rush defense, of course, but you got to keep things consistent if you want to win with Aaron Rodgers. My number five team, mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, okay. Not 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 quite for me, but the Baltimore Ravens for you at number five. They just, on offense, have been racking the scoreboard up the past two weeks especially. They didn't get to the 30s against the Jets, but they blew the Jets out. And then they've just been boat racing teams' defenses uh, offensively. Lamar Jackson is even better than he was to start his MVP campaign a few years back this year. First in the league in passing touchdowns. He's got the best passer rating of any starting quarterback right now, and he's fourth in the league in rushing. He and Christian McCaffrey have rushed for the same amount of yards. They're absolutely terrifying offensively as a team. Defensively, though, you know... Not the usual Ravens slobber knocker no. kind of defense, but I think they're, they'll take it because they they'll now get have better too. They also now have playmakers beside Mark Andrews, like Rashad Bateman is establishing himself. Robert Duvernay is Devin. doing a really good. 
Sorry, I said Robert. Devin DuVernay is doing a really good job as the second receiving option there, or the second wide receiver option there. So I understand what you're saying with the defense, but I'm sure Lamar is happy to have more than one guy to throw the ball to. Number four? Well, let me just, let's just stick with it. I got the Baltimore Ravens at number four. See, we were so close because I got the, you had the Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers, Packers at, at number, number four. four. And it doesn't surprise me that we were tipsy-turvy on that one. Uh... I just think Lamar's having a, 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 an MVP for the second time of his career, an MVP year. The guy just isn't – he's not turning the ball over, which is what held him back from winning the MVP the last two years, and he's obviously staying healthy. But he's not turning the ball over, and he's running like a freak, and he's throwing like a freak. The guy just is doing it all, and I don't really see another guy on offense who is more valuable to their team Lamar Jackson is. That's I, I love that con- I love the MVP conversation because to me, I always actually go by value. Where are the Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson? Absolutely nowhere. Bottom of the barrel. That is a completely different team. John Harbaugh may not have a job if they don't get Lamar Jackson three years ago, four years ago. With the Packers, since I had them at my number four team, it's nice to see that they're winning with defense. Like you said, against the Bears, they won on the ground. I know they're going to be able to win through the air once Rodgers gets these receivers up to speed, once he establishes his once. favorites. How, how how far down the line is that? I bet it happens by you know November, and okay. that's right when you need them to be. But at the same time, how do you win games in December, January, if you play at Lambeau Field? you got to run the football, and you got to play mm-hmm. really good defense. And In a weird way, with a team with Aaron Rodgers, their identity isn't Aaron Rodgers for the first time, I think, in a few years. So, excited to see that. Excited to see that tandem of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones continue to blossom. Aaron Jones! They're great together. Yeah, they really are. I liked hearing what they said on on Sunday's broadcast. You know, they're like best friends. They eat dinner together every Friday on the road or at home if they're playing a home game. So, they split carries and doesn't seem to affect the chemistry between the two at all. No, it doesn't. But once again, I'm going to point out that they had a really great rushing performance together against the Bears. But when they went up against a much more formidable rush defense versus the the Buccaneers, it wasn't as hot of a day. But and that's why, that, hey, that's why you have your defense, that's, and that's why you have Aaron. And that's why you have Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, if you can get Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon and um, Aaron, Jones. Aaron Jones clicking all at the same time, it's going to be it's going to be a deadly offense. Here's where it gets interesting. Our top okay. three. This is where we can this run the where, gambit here. Do you want to try it? I feel like this is the first time where we could really be all over the place for our top three. Our number three team. I have the Buffalo Bills. I have the Buffalo Bills, Whoa! too. All right, so we're one for one. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Miami, and it was funny because we wrapped up last week's power rankings being like, the Bills might be at number one for a long time here. They look really good. And then, of course, they lose the very next And game. we were saying if Miami could just at least be competitive in that game. They'd even move up a little bit. Move yeah. up, yeah. So they win it outright. I guess you can guess where they're going to end up on these lists of ours, but... I don't penalize Buffalo that much at all. No. And, you know, just because this is a week-to-week and you're reacting to what happened last week thing, the Dolphins do find themselves ahead of the Bills in my list. But I still think the Bills overall are a better football team and probably the best football team They're in gonna... the NFL. Let me let me ask you this. Sure. If it's 10 degrees cooler on Sunday, oh, and, and, does Josh and, Allen hit Isaiah McKenzie in the end zone to Buffalo win the game? And Buffalo doesn't lose 10 starters in the, in the span of that 60 minutes for sure. Yeah, so I think Buffalo still just as good, but... We're in a results business, and the results say the Dolphins beat the Bills. But 
I expect, and I, I expect you to expect along with me, that the Bills will end up the division winners and most likely the number one overall seed in the AFC. Yes. There you go. Number, number two. two. I got the team that beat the Bills. Yep, I got two. the Miami Dolphins. Aye, so we clean we sweep our top three. We, we gotta love that. We did. Because that means the Eagles have to be number one. Philadelphia number one. These Dolphins are impressive, man. Like I said when I was filling in for Mark Madden on Monday, they beat you with explosive offense in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. And then the next week, everybody's dying on the field because it's 150 degrees. We'll beat you with defense. We'll 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 punt. The best analogy I heard listening to the Dan Levitard show was they treated Josh Allen like a boxer who just punched himself out. Go ahead and run 80 plays, drop back to pass 70-plus times. This heat's going to get to you eventually. We'll just kind of withstand the pressure, make you go on these long, sustained drives while our quarterback, Tua, sits back in the shade for an extended period, and then, boom, hits Jalen Waddle over the top for explosive play, get us in range, score a go-ahead touchdown, and win mm-hmm. the game. So they win in a multitude of ways, and you can really say that about the number one team, too. It's been, yes. it's been wins through different facets of their team. But they're all wins week for one. these top they're two teams. They're all wins. I, the Dolphins, though, we know we were just talking about their season test being against the Bills, but they got kind of another one coming up this week against Cincinnati on the road on Thursday night. It's kind of like you were – now you, you beat the Bills, so you're for real. Now yeah, it's like it's, how for real right. are you? got to establish yourself here. And with the Eagles – Well, it, before we get to them – you were mentioning just the short week, but recovering from that Sunday game, playing in the heat. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be and pretty. On top of that, you got the short week. It's not going to be easy. No, not at all, which is why I think the Bengals are going to get that win. I'm gonna you say that. It. I don't know. We'll see. The Eagles, good defense, mm-hmm. really explosive offense. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is your MVP if Lamar Jackson doesn't exist right now. I think it goes sure. Lamar, then Jalen Hurts as far as the MVP race is Beyond concerned. Beyond that? It kind of gets tough, right? Like those yeah. two, maybe Tua. It really might be maybe Tua. Tua yeah. But like those two I think are for clearly sure, one yeah. and two right now. Josh Allen? Yeah, yeah for sure. He's one. still in it. But those two have separated themselves, and Hurts has been a revelation not just on the ground but through the air. Um, good thing the Steelers play these two teams on the road coming up soon because <laughs> they look like monsters. And the Eagles to me just – more and more I think about the possibility of an Eagles Super Bowl, the more and more it makes sense to me with how weak that NFC is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've pointed this, I pointed this out to you before, and I point, I'll continue to point it out again as long as the Eagles are successful. When Dale and Matt were doing their season-long predictions before the season actually started, Dale picked the Eagles to be his NFC rep for the Super Bowl this year, and I kind of looked at him with a questionable look, saying the Eagles really with – with Tampa Bay, with the Rams, and with all these other good teams in that in that conference, you're going to go the Eagles. I don't even think at the time I was thinking, I don't even think they're going to they're going to win their division, let alone make it to the Super Bowl. Are you going to apologize to Dale? I, I'll have to later today when I see him because for the first time all season, I got the Eagles at my number one in my power rankings. Miss any of our show today? Well, guess what? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, shows like The Drive with Dale and Matt, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, and this here program right here, The Steelers Standard. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back later this week on Friday, breaking down the Steelers and the Jets, a must-win game for Absolutely your Pittsburgh Steelers. Must win. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. 
Thanks for giving a listen to the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.